Paradox X, Episode 3, Me and My Shadow. Report number 20230808-A951. Date, 8 August 2023. Entity involved, Shade, Class A Extra Normal. Location, Cabazon, California. Issuing Observer, Observer Mallon. Attending Field Agent, Agent Williams. A series of strange events at the Morongo Casino, Resort, and Spa had caught the attention of Observer Mallon. Reports of ghostly activity and localized hauntings had been increasing over the last week and had reached a high enough frequency that it seemed unlikely to be hysteria or happenstance, and Agent Williams was sent to take a look. Agent Williams departed the Banning Municipal Airport at 10.42 local time, heading east towards Cabazon. As the recorded events were strictly supernatural in nature, local authorities would be of little use, so Williams had made a reservation at the Morongo Resort itself, specifically in one of the rooms that had experienced a higher number of reported hauntings than others, in the hopes that the entity would return while they were there. Now, the official NCRD stance on ghosts is that they do not exist. The NCRD is very adamant about this, especially in the cases of extranormals such as revenants, which are commonly confused as being ghosts or ghost-like. Out of the countless reportings of ghostly activities that are recorded every year, all but a handful are easily attributed to any one of the numerous extranormal entities that can very closely mimic the stereotypical aspects of a ghost haunting. The most likely perpetrator in this case is either a shade or trickster spirit. As trickster spirits tend to be ongoing problems that originate when the building they are linked to is built, and this was a rather new predicament, Agent Williams was leaning towards a shade being responsible for the occurrence. Upon entering their room, nothing seemed out of place. There was a television, mini-fridge, acceptably comfortable bed, and so forth. Agent Williams set up a number of surveillance devices around the room, and turned the heat on max, as shades are endothermic entities, often leaving trails of colder temperatures whenever they pass through an area, and a high room temperature would make noticing any changes easier. They also left out some valuables in order to tempt the entity into the room, as both shades and tricksters are drawn towards items of worth. The final measure they took was to make sure that the blinds were tied open and all of the lights in the room were turned on, so as to make sure any shade would stand out. Agent Williams then left their room and conducted some basic investigations about the recent hauntings. The resort's staff were understandably unwilling to paint their place of employment in a negative light, but a few of them did mention that there had been some issues with some reportedly antagonistic customers causing repeat problems. With one of the more talkative employees, our agent posed as a paranormal investigator and was told by the employee that they had already spoken with a group of ghost hunters. After some digging, Agent Williams discovered that Ghost Hunters USA, 
A group of amateur paranormal hunters was also investigating the recent haunting reports. Our information on the group indicates that, though they usually visit haunting sites that have already been dealt with and are of very little danger, they have exhibited a decent amount of proper investigative initiative and might possibly be worth adding to our list of contacts. Williams eventually located the group in the casino and, after speaking with their showrunner, Sasha Nichols, learned that they had originally been looking into the disappearance of a performer who had been set to perform at the casino. The magnificent Simbri had been making a lot of noise in the amateur magician circuits, promising to perform acts of true magic. He had even gone so far as to allow anyone onto stage to watch as closely as they wanted and was offering a cash reward to anyone who could explain their magic. The day before their first performance, they had vanished, and no one seemed to know where they had disappeared to. Some of the Ghost Hunter's crew had known Simbri and had been in contact with him leading up to his disappearance. Given Simbri's excitement, it was odd enough to prompt a quick visit, and it was only after their arrival that they learned of the potential paranormal activity. With this new information, Agent Williams was pretty sure that the entity involved was a shade, likely summoned by Simbri, who seemed to have lost control of it. As they had disappeared two days ago, and there was still a slight chance for them to be rehabilitated, Agent Williams requested a medevac to be made ready. At this point, our agent returned to their room to plan. Upon arrival, they discovered that many of the valuables they had left out had either disappeared or had been moved. There had also been some significant changes recorded by the temperature sensors they had set up. Soon after they had left, there had been a severe drop in temperature around the time that the cameras detected their valuables being moved. The video recording was even more helpful, showing a dark shape emerging from the shadows and causing the mess. With this information, Williams began the search for the shade's origin point by checking the list of reported hauntings by time and severity. These pointed towards an origination close to the resort's stage, which was not surprising as it was likely the result of the magician Simbri trying to use powers beyond their abilities. After fully charging five NCRD issue flashlights, Agent Williams made their way towards the theater, stopping along the way to inform the resort staff that they should make sure the stage area was not disturbed for the next few hours, even by staff. A CE Supervisor Forsyth. Uh, hello, Director Pierce. Wait, what? What do you mean you're not going to be able to make the interview? Yes, I know that you are very busy, but we set this up last week. I'm very glad that you have full confidence in me. I just figured that you would want to have some input on... No. Yes. Of course, Director. I understand. Goodbye, Director. I'll let you know how it goes. <clears throat> Upon reaching the theater, there was a noticeable drop in temperature, to the point where Williams could see their breath. This pointed towards the entity being particularly powerful, so they quickly made their way to the light box and began to turn on all of the stage and house lights. The sudden brightness was jarring, but thanks to their NCRD training, 
they were able to spot a dark shape disappearing through the stage's trap door. Agent Williams made their way to the stage and opened the trap door. Immediately, a strong, icy wind blasted from the aperture, and all of the stage lights burst. A harsh, angry-sounding whisper filled the theater, and seemed to be coming from below stage. Agent Williams could not make out the language being spoken, but did make some recordings to be translated later. Williams turned on the first of their flashlights and made their way through the opening. Below, in a darkness that pressed against the beam of light from the flashlight, multiple shapes writhed and twisted. Our field agent counted at least three shades and immediately turned on another light. Due to the specific wavelengths of NCRD issue flashlights, the incorporeal forms of shades and some other extra normals cannot exist in their light without feeling extreme discomfort. This allowed Agent Williams to keep the shades at bay while they scanned the area below the stage. In a chair in the middle of the floor, amid a mess of discarded props, a barely human figure was seated. Williams turned the flashlights on to the figure and noticed that even in the bright light they cast no shadow. Their eyes were wide and their mouth was a constant blur of movement as it emitted the angry-sounding whisper that Williams had noted earlier. Williams slowly approached the seated figure, who seemed to match the photos of Simbri that Sasha Nichols had shown to our agent. Drawing their stun gun, they administered a brief shock in an attempt to jolt Simbri from their trance. It was successful, and as soon as the magician stopped speaking, the three shades vanished. After waiting to be sure that the shades had dissipated, and not just fled into the shadows, Williams tried to speak with Simbri. However, it seemed that it was too late, as he was unresponsive. The magician was loaded onto the waiting medevac and taken for examination. Williams does note that Simbri still cast no shadow, which usually implies that the shades have not been fully destroyed. Post-encounter measures taken. The Morongo Resort was very amenable to NCRD instruction, though they seemed to have used the hauntings as a sales pitch. In their opinion, it will draw increased attention from those customers who are, quote, into that kind of thing, but had been unproblematic enough that it wouldn't dissuade their average guest. Most people seem to care more about whether someone has died in a resort than if there were some reported hauntings, which makes sense. After all, it's pretty difficult to find a major hotel or resort in America that doesn't have at least one supposedly supernatural event tied to it. Agent Williams, with the approval of Field Director Graham, has reached out to Ghost Hunters USA with an offer of cooperation as well as a warning. In exchange for any information on possible encounters, we will make sure to let them know when certain entities are harmful or dangerous to them. Also, as per NCRD guidelines, this offer comes after the entire group has signed off on NDA Forms 14B, 14C, and 17A. The magician Simbri has been under close observation since his recovery from the resort. At the time of this report, he still has no shadow and remains completely still and silent, except for when he begins to chant whisper strange, angry words in the same language he had been speaking while at the Morongo. No one seems to be exactly sure what language it is, though it seems to have some similarities to the Romance languages, most closely resembling Romanian. It is, perhaps, an uncommon dialect. It did seem to match up with the recordings Agent Williams had made earlier, so the doctors took recordings of all of the chanting and have forwarded them to our linguistics experts. 
Hopefully, they should be able to make some sense of it, and it will lead to us figuring out some of the background to this encounter. Though Romanian is built off of Latin, and as such shares roots with the most common magic language, it is not often used for spells or mantras. Agent Williams fears that this points towards Simbri having used a non-standard spell, which might explain why he lost his autonomy faster than expected. It is still unlikely for Simbri to make a full recovery, but the doctors are hopeful that he will regain enough of his functions to be able to provide some useful information, not only about why he tried to summon in control shades, but also where he got the knowledge to even attempt such a ritual. Looking into his history, he seems to be a run-of-the-mill magician, focusing mainly on practical illusions and sleight-of-hand tricks. Up until a couple months ago, he hadn't even been on the NCRD's warning list. We will have to do some digging and see if he had been in contact with any of the more problematic entertainers on the list. The majority of the magical community adheres to rather strict rules and guidelines, at least those who dabble in actual magic. The last thing we want is a rogue magician spreading dangerous magics around. Overall, it's a miracle that Simbri made it out of the Morongo Resort alive at all, and a testament to the abilities and skills of our field agents. Summoning three shades is a feat that requires significant magical energy behind it, and anyone who has the knowledge of how to summon shades knows that to attempt it without adequate power is basically signing your own death sentence at best, and condemning yourself to an existence as a host for hostile entities at the very worst. This report was compiled by CE Supervisor Elizabeth Forsyth on the 11th of August, 2023, and submitted with digital, physical, and audio copies as required by standard NCRD procedures. Well, I suppose I should get ready for the interview. Okay, you can do this, Liz. You got this. Thank you for listening to Para Doc X, a Black Lilac production, written and created by Adam Hansen. Today's episode was performed by Eris Wiedorn, with audio editing by KB Trusdell. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and rate on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast distributor of your choice.